just reminding you there is a lot going on today. So I want to make sure that you know where you are. Um, next speaker up is Liz Sullivan. Liz, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Armando. Super excited. Yeah, for sure. And your session title is particularly intriguing. Your marketing sales misalignment is your marketing strategy. Tell sure. us more about that. Sure. Yeah. So we'll we'll dive in and to the details soon enough. But being in in sales roles um, and having to partner with uh, or being in marketing roles and having to partner with sales team and really focusing on sales enablement, there's always a struggle, right? Sales always thinks marketing isn't giving them good enough leads. Marketing thinks they're not nurturing them, right? So today I'm getting into the root of the issue and how I think marketing can fix that problem. So. Without further ado, that's enough of my face. Let's, uh, well, first of all, this is my dog, Thea. I had enough of, I think you didn't need to see my face again, everybody. So fortunately, I'm in the office today. Otherwise, she would make herself very known during this session. So as Armando said, I'm Liz Sullivan. I'm the vice president of marketing for a company called Discern. So Discern is a data analytics company that essentially helps companies reach the next level of performance through valuation driving KPIs by taking data from systems such as your ERP, your CRM, your marketing automation system, your customer support system, and even your product usage data to surface hundreds of the top level KPIs that companies care most about in a matter of one to four weeks. So without the need for data scientists, data engineers, data warehouses, etc. So Combining my interesting fact with a little bit of my background and why I think it's worth hearing me out today. So I entered my first uh, marketing director role um, with only two years of marketing experience under my belt. Before that, I, I had two years as an SDR. Um, and so rose to up in the ranks pretty quickly. And then since then, have been the head of marketing for a couple of different organizations. Through experiences with multiple acquisitions, in the span of nearly a decade, I would say, I've seen marketing operate at about six or seven different companies. So what I learned during um, the experience at those six different companies is that the role of an internal marketing function is often misunderstood, underappreciated, and undervalued in B2B organizations, I would say, especially within smaller organizations based on my experience. So we all know the median tenure of the CMO is about two years and declining. Um, and I was recently on a roundtable talking about the future of the CMO. And what, what the group came together was, we think that the role of the CMO is at risk of extinction. Um, people think that the CRO might be replacing that title altogether, or we've heard chief commercial officer potentially replacing that role. And so I think marketing has to get their act together in terms of elevating the position if we want to see the role stick around. Um, my second point, I think, feeds into that is the fact that marketing is far too often seen as a cosmetic role responsible for brand, PowerPoints. Um, my former marketing boss and I would always joke um, about how cringy it was anytime someone asked us to pretty something up. It's like, Raise your hand if you've ever been told that, fellow marketers. It's it's always rough. But what can we do to pivot the, the role into a little bit more strategic, not just the PowerPoint center? And then I would say sales and marketing alignment is always a point of contention, right? So again, what can marketing do to fix that relationship? So 
In short, I'm a firm believer that marketers need to step up and demonstrate their impact on revenue a little bit better and focus on the data if we really do want to see the role of the CMO stick around. So a couple ways we can do that is focusing on nurturing leads if they leave the marketing funnel, right? Just because they leave the marketing jurisdiction, I would say in terms of funnels, doesn't mean you can't nurture opportunities along, especially ones that are maybe stagnant in a specific stage or sitting in a parking lot kind of opportunity role if you have that. So marketing has a part to play in nurturing those leads down the sales funnel as well. The second, marketing needs to define, pivot, and defend all strategies, tactics, campaigns on the data historical performance, expected ROI, actual performance, et cetera. And then third, where we're really going to focus our session on today is the importance of obsessing over your demand waterfall or your reverse demand waterfall. So for those of you who don't know, I'll give you a quick overview because we're going to go pretty deep into it today. So the reverse demand waterfall is basically looking at your top level revenue goals, looking at certain assumptions such as your average selling price, conversion rates, win rates, and even um, sales cycle length, especially if you have a much longer sales cycle length, in order to determine how many leads need to be generated at every stage of your uh, marketing funnel, in addition to pipeline being generated and originated from marketing activities, as well as bookings. The problem with this, though, is that, first of all, a lot of companies, a lot of marketers don't even run uh, a reverse demand waterfall. Um, the second a lot of them are doing it wrong. There's a, there's a lot of mistakes. So in practice, not all demand waterfalls are created equal. So my first point is marketing should not and is not responsible for generating all of the business's pipeline or even influencing all of the business's pipeline. At the start of the year or even in end of, uh, annual operating planning, you need to sit down cross-functionally with all the leadership team and define specifically what percentage of your revenue is marketing going to be responsible for generating versus sales versus SDRs. Um, sometimes they report into marketing, oftentimes they don't, as well as customer success, as well as partner channels, right? Everyone has their part to play. And so by defining what percentage marketing is responsible for, they won't focus on just pumping the top of the funnel with poor quality leads. They'll really focus on good quality leads um, and investing their money where they know opportunities will convert. The second and arguably the most important, and this complicates the model a little bit, but it's worth it. Your model should have multiple dimensions and those dimensions should align with your business's top level priorities. For example, if your business wants to expand into a new region, right? You need to set your business has probably set a revenue goal for that region. Marketing needs to then take that goal, take their assumptions, and then put that into their plan as well so that you can allocate a certain amount of dollars into generating pipeline for that region. Again, this is how marketing and sales come together and work as a team so that across the board, the business is achieving their goals that they've promised to their board and investors. Okay.